podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Back for uh, Gav, Grizz, Marty, Matt, uh, Liverpool at the top of the league. Tell everyone you know about it. Tell them, tell them to tell their friends, tell them to tell their friends that they're friends. Um, straight into it, we get on to the Man City and Chelsea stuff later on and, and bits and pieces, but straight into this one. Um, a 4 0 win away to Bournemouth, uh, which was seen by most, I presume, was a tricky game um, on Saturday lunchtime. Uh, Matt, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, your overall reaction to the game, and uh, just throw a little bit in there about Salah and why he's looking at the bench all the time with you. <laughs> ah, it was beautiful. Um, this was the well, this week especially. I I was nervous. I thought we were going to throw one of these games, uh, and we've come through it. Not just unscathed. We've we've come through it a better team. We are now. We've just clicked basically. Um, not only are we systematically possession style breaking teams down we're finishing what we've been producing for the uh, first part of the season so we've been having these chances but no one's been putting them away now we're keeping clean sheets and we're winning 4-0 um, yeah it's, I'm, I'm, I absolutely couldn't be happier right now uh, top of the league we're unbeaten and, and Bournemouth last season well they were a good team this season but last season the uh, we all know what happened and the, the, they are a tricky team, but not not for us anymore. Not for Jurgen's tricky Reds. We just don't come unstuck against these teams anymore. We know how to beat them. I was I was thinking about the United game, how Mourinho was usually one to to fuck us over. I know we'll be coming to this in later, but it's kind of related. Um, and, and we're the type of team now where I don't really fear United. We we know how to get past these shite teams, and we know how to to beat these defensive teams. There's like these two. Wankers in front of me right now, grimacing as I say it. Well, that, that, that's how confident I am about uh, Jürgen's Reds. Okay. Um, Marty, just your overall reaction to the win yesterday. Um, was it a lot more straightforward than you thought it would be? Uh, you know, I went with a 2 1 win in a prediction, but just as straightforward as that was, was it a little bit surprising to you? Yeah, I, I think Bournemouth are a really, really good side. Um, I think they're really good. Side. I thought they were going to give us a, a really tough game. Um, I kind of echo what Matt said. It was a two really, really difficult away games for different reasons. Obviously, had Burnley, we knew we were going to be, you know, just absolutely clattering our players in. Bournemouth, I thought they would come out at us from the full, for the first whistle and give us a tough game. But I think it kind of um, reflects where Liverpool are at the moment. You know, you look at how Bournemouth played against United and Arsenal, and then you look at how Bournemouth played against us. You know, people, teams don't know how to come against us. They know if they come full throttle, they'll get opened up. If they try and sit back, they get opened up. And you just don't know. They, they looked quite lost. And they tried to sit back. And then we just just kind of took control of the game. And it was just dominant from minute one to the, to the final whistle. I thought it was our best performance of the season, to be honest. I thought it was really, really good. Um, yeah, it's really tough. Top of the league. Couldn't be happier. Brilliant. Chris, um the lads have said they're probably the best performance of the season. Um you know, Bournemouth are missing Lewis Cook. I think he's a massive loss. And Callum Wilson is also a massive loss to them. So, like, the, I don't know how much difference they make because Liverpool are so dominant in, in the areas they want to play in. But for you, is just overall, is that is that a sign of, of a team that is really properly 
looking at this title and saying, no, we, we go and we do the business against these sort of teams week in, week in. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just natural progression of sort of how we've been talking about the seasons going and in terms of how Klopp's preparing this team, how we're sort of targeting um, certain sort of stages of the season. And it's, you know, as we're getting into it, it's all coming to fruition. Um, I don't think it's our best <laughs> performance of the season. What happened? Fruition. Fruition. I'm begging your pardon, sorry. That's okay. So, yeah. So, it happens, man. It's not a problem. It's not a big issue. It's nothing to laugh about, Matt. Mine. Yeah, but anyway, uh, <laughs> you could have DM'd me quietly on the, on the private. But, um, what was I saying? <laughs> it's coming to fruition, yeah. So basically, look, I don't think it was our best performance of the season. I still think um, quality of opposition when, it, when we beat Spurs and in terms of how we played in that game. Because if we look back at that game now, we'll see how good we actually were. We, we kind of, us fans are kind of always sort of uh, look at games at the moment, in the moment. We don't, we, we kind of forget you know, the past, uh, I think Spurs away was our best performance of the season, you know, only because they were so strong and we know how good Spurs are. So, especially Bournemouth without Wilson, as you said, their main, main player this season has been absolutely brilliant. And so has Lewis Cook, to be fair. So, but it was, as as, as Matt Fink said, you know, we, we sort of dismantled them, you know, brilliantly. It was like sort of so controlled and efficient in that terms. But yeah, it's just, for me, it's like natural progression of where Klopp's trying to Take this Liverpool team, hopefully. Yeah. Um, into the game, the, we, we go to the lineup. Matt, I'll come back to you. Um, Allison is in goal. He's, he's the best goalkeeper the world has ever seen. Um, he goes with Milner right back, Robertson left back. He has he keeps Matip in there, and with Van Dijk, um, your midfield. Then, you know, there was a lot of talk over who it would be. You know, Kate gets the call, Fabinho, Wijnaldum, and then uh, Manny's on the bench. Shakiri comes in. When you seen that team. You know, were you, were you happy with it? Because people are saying, will it be Fabinho right back? Will it be Milner right back? You know, what way will we play? Will we play two holding? All, all that sort of stuff went on. But when you see that team, have we got to the stage where we put an 11 out and you'd be confident we're, we're well able? Yeah, well, I think that's close to our best midfield, really. Um, it's And and now we're they're coming into a team that is top of the league. And they've got very, very fresh legs. Uh, so he's, he's just done exactly what a lot of people thought he'd do with uh, the two in midfield, Fabinho and Kaiser. He's just eased them in slowly. They had big, came with big price tags, and that could bring pressure. He's just taken that completely out away from them. Um, and he's brought them into a confident team. He, he's, he's got them training how he wants, and he, so they know how uh, how he wants them to play. And they're absolutely um, flourishing under it now. Um, I, I, the defence, if we're looking at the team as a whole, the defence, I think, picks itself with the injuries to Gomez and Lovren. Uh, maybe, I thought, Trent, but obviously he's saving him for Napoli because we, uh, we need to win that game. Um, but yeah, that, that midfield, I think everyone was happy with it. We're seeing our two star midfielders come in now and Genie, Genie is silently going about his business this whole season. I like him. If, if we swap Genie for Hendo, I, I wouldn't be against that. Um, it, it's going to be a rotating midfield, but I think that's close to our best. Yeah, Marty, the, the big one for me was Keita, um, getting him on the pitch and getting him into that er- into the area of the pitch where he's that link man again. You know, you've seen at Burnley where I was talking to the lads on the cop table about it, and we were saying instead of trying to play a pass into Firmino where he's twenty five, say twenty yards deeper than he should be, um, Kate is the sort of guy that just runs into that space with the ball. Gets to that, gets to that area, and then he, he looks for the, the the three lads up front or whoever's backing him up. Um, was that a big plus for you to see him in the lineup and seeing where he was playing? Because two minutes in, he's he's not making lads all over the place, and you know it's, he looks like he's going to cause mayhem very early on. Yeah, I think looking at that Bournemouth game, um, I think with Kate you have to play him uh, in a more advanced role. I know he said something when he first came that defending was his, um, you know, was the first part of his game. But to me, he looks a little bit defensively weaker than perhaps someone like Genie and especially, you know, Fabinho obviously being a natural six. So I think he's definitely better to have him, uh, as a more advanced midfielder. And he's just, 
he's absolutely mustard. He really is. I know he had a little bit of a difficult start. He had a couple of niggles in the past few weeks, but you, you look back at how he performed in the Palace game and you, you saw little glimpses of what he can do. And then Burnley and Bournemouth, he seems to just have, you know, confidence is high. Then like Matt said, he's been brought into a team full of confidence at the moment. He's obviously thriving off of it. Um, he, he just always knows how to keep the ball just until the final moment. He always looks like he's just about to lose it and then plays a perfect ball. He's just, it's something that I, I, I can't remember a midfielder the last time we had someone of, you know, that plays the same way as him. He, he's not, you know, he's not quite a 10. He's not, he's, he's a bit of, he's got a bit of everything. I think he's brilliant. Um, he's definitely something we've been lacking that, that kind of link up between the midfield and the front three. But yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. And Fabinho as well, I thought last few weeks again, he's looked, he looked a lot more settled and he's just doing that job a bit like, um, Fernandinho does for City. You know, it's very unnoticed. He's a bit of a bastard that sits there, breaks the play up, kicks people, stops momentum. So, I think um, I, I agree. I think we're, we're, this probably is our strongest midfield. Yeah, um, when, when you can have a debate over your strongest midfield, it's always a good sign. The same with defence, the same with attack. Great. We're not moving into the attack, and um, you can go overall on, on the lineup as well. But we see where Manny makes the bench. Shakiri goes up and play, plays in the front three. Does that give him a different dimension? Because Shakiri wouldn't be, in my opinion, wouldn't be as direct. As Manny would be, but he finds those little pockets and he, he links well with, with, with Firmino in particular. Again, we're just putting someone into that front three and we full confidence in what we're doing. We seem to be at a level now where there is 17, 18 players that can come in here now and rotate through this difficult probably going as far as, let's say, the City game. Is it something for you that's very, very encouraging? I tell you, yeah, that was encouraging. I tell you what's very encouraging. I actually think the system that we played today, uh, yesterday, was slightly different to what we've played all season. And it's another bow, uh, I think, Klopp's sort of... A bow to our string. Huh? It's another bow to our string, is it, mate? It's it's another string to our bow. Absolutely flying for me, I love it. It's that dinner, man. Fuck's sake, it's making me drowsy. <laughs> That's what happens when you have dinner for six for yourself. Yeah. Boy, I'm struggling. <laughs> but yeah, that's just let me go poo. But anyway, but, but yeah. Um, do you know that system we played yesterday was slightly different from what we played recently? Or I don't think since Ox has been playing, we've played the system where we oh, literally played. Too. Yeah, where mm-hmm. we literally played with the two sixes in terms of uh, Ginny and Fabinho, and then Shakiri, because I thought Shakiri is going to play, as we most thought, right, wide right, and then Keita probably sort of coming in from the left, and then Bobby behind Salah. But it was actually Bobby and Salah up top. They were far closer to each other, which helped Salah and helped Bobby as well. And then Shakiri and uh, Keita were used as link men, um, Nothing more to add to Cater's performance. As well, the other lad said, he's just oozes quality, doesn't he? And we're seeing it now. He's just pure. You know, I, I said in, earlier in the week that he'd probably be my first pick if I picked a five-a-side. Uh, Melwood, you know, you can tell the close control, the, the, the vision, the touch, and the megs. It's just you know everything rolled into one. Um, so yeah, I, I think another another method of playing Klopp Scott. Um, I don't know if it was just for Bournemouth or. You know, he's looking to progress this sort of formation as well. It could well be that he just played this formation against Bournemouth where, you know, without Lewis Cook, without um, the other lad in midfield as well, they had missing Dan Gosling. Mm. So, I hope I've said that. Ryan Gosling's the actor, yeah? yeah. Fuck me up. Nearly said Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it would have been a hat-trick. It would have been a hat-trick yeah. in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, encouraging to see that we've got this sort of, you know, a lot of strings to our bow. Yeah. Um, let's get into the action. Uh, we just do the goals, and then we do the best header I've ever seen. Um, Matt, to you, fourth goal. He's offside. Um, nice little play with him and Firmino. Shot from Firmino. Keeper's poor. But Salah's on it. Finishes it. Slightly offside. Makes it all the better. Discuss. Yeah. I've made up his offside. Get there, get, get three, four foot offside. Yes. I don't care. It just we're we're the, the piss boiling reds. Came from behind the goalkeeper and tapped it in. It would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 
the way we are boiling piss this season, it, it tears me on even more. But, I mean, Firmino, you say the keeper was poor. Firmino's shot was pretty good. Like, it had movement on it. Um, I'm liking them further up. We, I mean, a lot of people have been calling for it this season. It's strange how we went probably our most attacking uh, this season while we've had the weakest defence we've had, which is uh, I thought was a little bit strange. But with the two sixes, I, th- I think that's what we can do uh, with Genie and Fabinho there. It gives us that freedom to push ball up front. So if, um, Bobby doesn't have to drop back to pick up the ball and, and, and start the play because we've got two playmakers there in Shaq and uh, Keita. So now we've got them to up front and I, I thought they linked up brilliantly for... For the first goal, it was great. Salah's he's anticipating what's going to happen. He's hoping there's going to be a spillage, and there is. And, and that's exactly what strikers need to be doing. That's what Suarez used to do for us. He used to guess. Um, I always remember that goal Suarez scored against England where Gerard goes off a header. And Suarez just thinks he might miss it. So on the off chance, he might miss it. And he misses the header, he goes on to score. And that's what strikers need to do. And that's what Salah's done there. He thought he's going to spill it. I'll go in. Um and yeah, it's a, it's a great goal. Uh, just added to it that he's offside, really. Yeah, it's um, just just a little thing on that. Uh, the line's not the opposition. Um, he's actually, if I remember, he's ahead of play, so he's actually looking back at the play. You can't tell if the player's online or not. But it's marginal. It's ones that you can get and ones you can get against. You know, we, we had a big thing about the, the officials at Arsenal a couple of weeks ago, but. To go on a loop 25 minutes in, it's it's a good settler. Uh, Marty, um, the fourth goal is in. We seem to take complete control from there. Uh, just going on what Matt said there about the, the players being higher up the pitch, I think it's all down to Keita. I think he just takes up areas that Firmino was being asked to take up and now he doesn't have to. But we're 1-0 up. Um, we get to half-time. I think we're in, we're in control. But before half-time, I've seen... <laughs> The fucking most amazing header I've ever seen. Um, he he can catch this, Marty, can't he? he? He's allowed to pick it up, I think. And he decides, oh, fuck that, I'm going about 11 feet in the air, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit with him, his head with my ankle, and I'm going to head it at the same time. Um, it was it was nearly as good as a goal, that, wasn't it? Yeah, he's. Um, I said earlier on Twitter, you know, he's just a bear, isn't he? He's, he's just a... He's a beast. I mean, it's, I don't care how he gets it away. As long as he gets away from the goal, he can use his ass for all I care. He's just, he got it away. Um, I think you look at it, obviously, with Josh King, there's a defender. If he tries to catch it, there's every chance he comes down and it hits the attacker and it's loose and whatever. He's just done exactly what a goalkeeper should do. Ball's in his area and he's just cleaned the lot out. The ball, the attacker nearly took the defender out. He's just taken everyone out. And that's what he should do. And that's what we've been lacking. You think back to the keepers we've had who were Mignolet, you know, they're very kind of like flimsy and they, you know, I think about a goal that we conceded in against West Brom in one of the cups where Mignolet's just standing there and it's just, there's no presence and he's got that presence and people won't want to challenge for headers if that big tank's coming out. You just are, you're not going to want to go 50-50 with him. Um, I, I think he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And I think that's just a Brazilian part of him. He uses air, his bloody I was, voice I, I was thinking about that. The, um, Every every attacker in the in the Premiership is going to see what he's just done, and they're now going to know he's not he's not stopping for any ball. No. So that, yeah. they're, they're always going to be thinking about him. He's just commanded his box for the rest of the nearly, season. You can really see the look of regret on the fella. It was a <laughs> you can see the he was he was out for a few minutes, wasn't he? he was, Getting treatment, wasn't he? Yeah, he stuff, I think he, he sees him coming, and you can nearly see the look of regret in his face. Going, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm getting it. Allison's massive fucker, isn't he? Yeah, he's a left foot in the fucking air, dressed in pink, and he's fucking trying to headbutt you. It's just it's a different league altogether. You know what I mean? Um, Grizz, we, we uh, Firmino was described as a competition winner, um, because of a couple of his uh, performances over the last couple of weeks or months. Competition winner was a thing I've heard a couple of times, but um, Steve Cook turns into a competition winner for the second half of this game yesterday. Um, I I picked him out as a weakness, him and Daniels, because of the way our white men could get at him. But the second goal yesterday, Grizz, um, you know, we win the ball, Cook gives it away, I think. We win it. Firmino just puts it into a little bit of space where he knows Salah can go after it. And Steve Cook's decided that he's he's going to try to take fucking Salah's legs from him. But he still scores. Um, the first one was a settler, Grizz. The second one settled it, in my opinion. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. The, the goal, we're, we're at that 
again, we're at that sort of stage where we've, we instill sort of, um, such fear into teams and despondency as soon as they concede, like, you know, how the fuck are we going to score against this, this Liverpool team now? We're, I think it's spreading throughout the teams in the league and it's brilliant. With regards to Bobby, um, as I said, I think Bobby benefited from playing far closer to Salah, sort of as a as a two, as opposed to Bobby dropping deep. As you said, Keita and Shakiri were doing that 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 role for him, so he could just concentrate and just pickpocking one of the centre backs, and then just. And I think that's why Salah's being used where he's being used as well. So it's just pickpocket one of the centre backs, and boom, off he goes. Um, that, that 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 player's a prick, isn't he? He's the one who ended up scoring the own goal, didn't he, mm. as well? So it's brilliant karma, because first he fucking loses the ball, and then he tries to proper do a nasty one down his Achilles, Salas. And then, um, you know, he ends up scoring on goal, look like a prick. But, um, but yeah, proper karma there, loved it. Um, you're right, he was one of the weak links. Um, but, you know, I think the form that we're sort of building our forward players, I said it at the time as well, I think... Even in the previous game, the touch is back. The the, the sort of the, the the sharpness of mind is back more than sort of anything else. I think it was. I think we were sort of a bit not as sharp as we've been in the in the mind. The forwards sort of overthinking it, over you know overplaying it, sort of thinking you know thinking what to do next. Whereas we're our best, more instinctive. And if you notice. The build-up to the first goal is just one-two instinctive. Even the second one, where you've just said, win the ball instinctive straight to Salah's path. Salah's, you know, we know Salah's uh, a great goal scorer turning into a world-class goal scorer. Uh, you can't dispute he's a world-class scorer. So yeah, um, I thought um, I thought Steve Cook's a wanker, mm. and uh, our, our front our front boys are doing well. Mm, that tackle didn't come to fruition. Um, <laughs> now. Uh... I'm taking my time with every answer now, have you noticed? He's got a dictionary in front of him yeah. now. His <laughs> <laughs> voice behind the camera with cards, you know, he's just he's taking the cards away. He's writing the answers as I'm asking the question. Uh, but, no, look, it, it, for me, it's, uh, but it's, what I loved about it was Salah gets in, um, you know, Cook is all at sea, he, he rakes his fucking studs down as a kid, he's down the back of his leg, and Salah stays up, but and he, he shifts it to the side and scores and the referee is about 10 seconds I, I don't know where the fuck he is because he only puts up for advantage as the ball's rolling into the corner it was a massive delayed reaction but for me that settles any nerves that were there because we had control of this game you know Van Dijk was marching the defence perfectly Robertson was looking threatening Milner was playing well the midfield was holding everything and the lads were looking like there was so many times we're nearly in you know but just to just to Pounce on that mistake from halfway and, and bury it was settled any nerves for me. But we move on. Gav, yeah, we we had that exact same performance the last eight weeks. We had four shots on target. The, the only difference this time is we scored all four. Yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. We we've done this time and time again all this season. Mm. And we said we did. We were saying that sooner sooner or later one of them's going to go in. And that's all that happened this week. I don't. It wasn't much. Of a better performance than any other weeks, they just went in. Yeah. Maybe it was a better performance from Salah, say, but as a team, it was the same. Yeah. If I say clinical Salah, can I turn that into my Twitter handle as well? Clinical yeah, Salah. Yeah, go ahead. You want, you probably got him blocked. But <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, like it, it, it is clinical, mate. You're right. And, and again, going back to Firmino, and I don't, I, I don't want to overemphasise it, but it's something that needs to be said. For me, Grace, it's, it's muscle memory with him. When he's that far up the pitch and he gets a touch and it, everything comes flooding back to him where I know where I need to put this. Whereas when he's 20 yards deeper, he's probably thinking there's one more phase of play before I can do what I used to do. It's it's a massive difference for me. And again, I think yeah. it goes back to Kate because Kate is filling them spaces. And he's saying to Firmino, I'll do all that. I'll get it there. You, you just do what you do. Um, Matt, I'll come back to you. Uh, it's 3-0. It's an own goal from our friend Cook. Uh what I liked about this one was Robertson gets the ball out wide and he could, you know, for all intents and purposes, put it on his left foot and put it in the box. He doesn't. He, play, he plays a nice cushion ball to Fabino. He takes his time and puts him back in down the left. It's a good cross. It's a fantastic finish in fairness. Um, but it, it just shows our support, superiority, Matt, didn't it? You know, 2-0 can be ropey anywhere, but 3-0 really, really puts this to bed and, and puts a fairer reflection on the score. 
Yeah, I mean, we've been getting lucky all season, so it, this type of stuff, it, it's come along for us now. Um, I, I think you underplayed the cost there. Yeah, we get the extra 10 points, don't we, at the end? Yeah. Um, I think you were harsh on the cross there. I, I don't think it was good. I think it was absolutely phenomenal. It, it was on the volley, and he just puts it in that area, which just it fucks everyone over, defenders, keeper. Um, it, it's exactly what you want from your left-back. That finish. It wasn't on the volley, done. though. wasn't on the wasn't volley. Wasn't it not? No. It was a hard volley. No, it was no, different. He gets played in. That was a different one. He gets played in, and he just... Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember that. You're talking about the you're talking about the Moreno one in the Burnley when he just slashed it. No, across no, the no, no. Robbo done one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great finish. It was, he was just copying Bobby. Bobby done one similar last season. Correct. That's all he was doing. He was flicking it in. In fact, it was better than Bobby. So hats off to him. Yeah, he's done well. Talented player. Um, but now it's, it, it puts a fair reflection on it. Um, the game goes on. You know, Marty. Salah makes a four, and this is where he runs away from Cook, makes a show, makes a show to keep her twice, and then decides Ollie's get back on the line there and will make a show you all your matter. Hat trick for the man. Um, it's the fourth goal, Marty, and it's just the icing on the cake, isn't it? Yeah, it reminded me of the um, goal that he scored away at Porto in the Champions League last season, just yeah. that ice cold composure in front of goal. And I think that's something that he may he, he didn't have first few games of the season you think about a couple of the opportunities at Chelsea he slashed at him and he looked a little bit like he was trying to rush it but he was just well, it was when he scored that when you thought yeah here we go he, he's clicked he's um, you know he's full of confidence it is a, it is a really really good goal really good goal um, and I, I, I think it reflected the game I don't think Bournemouth really did anything I thought we were dominant I thought that was I, I was absolutely over the moon for Salah absolutely over the moon for him um, Martin Tyler was furious he was raging he, he, yeah Oh yeah, oh, Salah scores and then there's like a there's a silence for about six seconds and he goes, "It's a goal." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's absolutely. He just kept. He just kept going. He's the first one, but the first one was offside. If the first one didn't go, if first one was offside, then it'd be a different game. Yeah, but yeah. The first I'm one was sure offside, I had him say as well at one point. Um, other than the goals, there wasn't much in it. <laughs> just no, yeah, yeah. Like like there wasn't much between them. It's like Matt and Keon last night. I picked Liverpool at the start of the season, but I, I still think that City will be too strong. The fucking balance. The well, no, yeah. it, it makes a far near um, like If you look through the subs, we make 65 minutes. We bring on Manny for Shaqiri. We're able to bring on... Lallana gets a run out and he, he looks fairly sharp and he comes on, he comes on for Keita. Um, and then you have Henderson coming on um, to make sure everything is all right and Fabinho goes off. Uh, but look, it's it's a very good win. I, I, you know, I want to look at, we've looked through a couple of players and, and different things. Just one thing, um, I think it was Nick on, on Periscope mentioned there with regards to Van Dijk. Um, Marshall defence really well and you know, there's been a bit of worry about Joe Gomez uh, being out. Um, Lovren concussed, I think, on Tuesday night in training, I think, still didn't make it yesterday, but should be back, I think, maybe Tuesday and more than likely Liverpool are United on Sunday, but, Matt, I'll come to you, are you confident that no matter who they put beside him, like, he just has the organisational skills, he's able to marshal the defence, he's able to tell them where to be, he's able to cover, he's able to do everything that... The worry that you would have in normal circumstances are vastly reduced because of that man is there. Yeah, and it's not just my opinion. You look back over the history since he's been here, and we, he's had many different partners. <clears throat> the defence is the same. Defence is what it is. Not just that, we've now built on that now, we've got Alisson behind him, which just that just secures it. Uh, yeah, okay, we want we want Gomez there because that is our best partnership. But look, look how good Massett played. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He was playing with confidence. He was oozing confidence. He was running out with the ball. He was uh, dropping the shoulder and, and losing attackers. Um, yeah, the defence now is sort. It's not even a problem that we have to think about. Even if we do swap Gomez for Matip, this drop off of level, I don't think it's too much anymore because that that side isn't where the level is. The level is Van Dijk. The level is Allison. The level is Robertson. So. It, it, uh, as long as the the person we bring in isn't that absolute fucking shite bag, then we'll be okay. Okay, I've been asked to ask. Um, man of the match. Uh, Grizz, I'll come to you first, your man of the match. 
think is probably the easiest man of the match of the season, really. Um, I thought Mo Salah was absolutely brilliant, back to his best. Um, what I love about Mo Salah is the way he's sort of learned how to play this number nine role. You know, I thought I thought in the first how many games, Matt? How many games have we had? League game back twelve. One. Something like that. I mean, he's. How many well, you think he, we've had 12 league games? How many league games has he been playing up front, I said? Oh, OK. It's quite a bit, it's quite a bit. And I've thought, <laughs> and I've, and I've, and I've thought he's basically... Fucking coming to me for that. I thought he was trying to, I thought he was trying to um, sort of become like a target man. Maybe he was sort of still adapting, learning how to play sort of Mo Salah, uh, his natural play to his natural strengths and I think he's doing that so in, in terms of and now instead of sort of I noticed this game and the last game instead of sort of shielding the ball and getting into sort of physical battles with the centre-backs he was sort of doing one-touch layoffs far more with Bobby and Shaq and Keita and sort of spinning behind them and that's I think what Klopp would the reason why he plays him there to to utilise his pace like for the for the second and third goals so I thought Salah was Back to his predatory, predatory best, um, and uh, I think. But a shout out definitely for Matip. I thought Matip. You know, Gav. I'm not his biggest fan, but always credit where credit's due. I thought he oozed class and confidence, which is, as Matt says, very important. But then again, fucking Matt could play next to VVD after a fucking Thursday night when Matt gets drunk. You know, and still look quality. So it's not a big deal playing next to Virgil. But yeah, Matip, Matip definitely deserves a shout, but Mo Salah, clear man of the match. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to argue with you. I saw a goal. Yeah. Even on the Matip. You're not yeah, arguing no, from a Matip. I'm not a fan of Matip either. Um, yeah. I've been open about that for a long time. I think he's quite passive <clears> when he's defending. I think he can be bullied for such a big guy. I think if he, he can be, he can be very, he can be quite hesitant at times, especially under a long ball. But it just shows, you know, he plays against Burnley there and he comes into this game and he looks he looks like he's playing with Van Dijk for six months. Um, that's why I asked about the Van Dijk effect on him. Because it's- just, a quick, just a quick extra point about that, Gav. Mm. Do you know, I think whilst Gomez is out, I do think we're going to persist and play far more with the two sixes in front. Just for that extra security, just for that extra sort of, you know... Shape, sturdiness, you know, I, I think Wiles Gomez is, you know, he maybe doesn't have total, total confidence in sort of Matip and Lovren to play just one holding. Well, United so, will have that midfield out. We can't play two against United. He's going to have to drop. He's going to have to drop Kaiser back a bit. They'll pack that midfield. They'll get overrun. Mm. We have a little, little chat on that in a bit. Um, Marty, are you going to argue with Chris? Mo Salah, are you going to argue with him? You can't. He scored. He scored a hat trick, did he? You can't. No, I agree. Um, you got your usual suspects. So you said Van Dyke, Allison, that just set that benchmark. Now that they're they're men of the match every single week. But yeah, Salah, he was electric. When he can't really argue with that hat trick. Good performance. Completely agree. Yeah, um, Matt. I think Salah is the answer. Is anyone? If if it's not your answer, I'd be surprised. But if it is your answer, is there anyone else you'd like to give an honourable mention to? Yeah, well, unlike these sheep, I'll decide my own man of the match. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for the man who opened the game up for Salah to get his hat-trick, and that's Naby Keita. Okay. The double nutmeg sorted it for me. He's getting my man of the match. <laughs> and he's get, and in the in the post-match, he's giving it to Salah. All right. Okay. <laughs> and then it gets passed around, and I see him yesterday where, yeah, it's being passed around the dressing room, and now, it's, now the man of the match is on Harry Kane's <laughs> Ended up with Harry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, look, it's another good win. I want to touch on, um, you know, this is the first time in a little while I can remember where we go out to an early game and we get a result and we, we get a chance to put pressure on City or, or anyone. Um, it seems that we always seem to play second. Now, maybe that's just in my own mind, but it, it always felt like that. <clears> but um, we get a chance to put pressure on City. City got away to Chelsea yesterday and for the fourth. 45, 40 minutes, I thought they were brilliant. They they should have been a couple of goals up. Chelsea right that look, but um, you know, as Liverpool fans, we we've spoken about this for a couple of weeks with regards to uh, we just needed to do this. And but then you hear other people saying, "Oh, they're that good," and you know, and, and I I've been saying, "No, they're not. 
they're not they're not as, they're the same as they were last season and we're better than we were so I don't see where the big gap is but Grizz how big a result is that at Stamford Bridge yesterday not just for for us I suppose for City Psyche and, and for and for this period overall going into you know it's all leading up to January the 12th it is it is a big game um, I don't think it sort of in terms of psychologically I think that's a bit overplayed and it's always the team that sort of uh, it, it, the team that f- comes off better off with the result always sort of uses that to their advantage. Says, "Oh, that's a psychological boost." I think the main, main, ish, uh, the, the main positive out of this is we were starting to look at where City were going to lose, and so if they're not going to lose to sort of the likes of Chelsea away, uh, Spurs away, or the big teams, do you know what I mean? Where the top six play each other. That's where it would have been disheartening for sort of the chasing, well, chasing club, I was going to say, chasing clubs. But we know that the top six can sort of beat each other, you know, any any given day. So that's what it sort of, uh, you know, proved that, yeah, it, it, you know, the title race is not over. Um, you know, there's plenty of games where the top six will take points off each other. And that's where we've got to be strong and sort of starting off. I know, I know United are not in the top, they're not in the top six, are they? At the moment, but but you know they they're sort of known as a top six team. That's yeah, where this game six. are they six? Well, this yeah, is, only because Everton haven't played. <clears throat> okay, well this is yeah exactly. So this is the kind of game where we got to ram home that advantage and beat our fellow sort of big team, so to speak, top six. Because you know there's no doubt City will carry on being the dross. I mean let's not think City are oh my god they fucked up they're fucked now this is it this is where sort of Bournemouth and everyone else is going to start beating them. They're not. They're going to still carry on beating the trust by those big games that count. And this was one of those big games where every Liverpool fan was hoping fucking sit. Surely Chelsea can beat them at home. Yeah. And, you know, they did for us, uh, fortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. It puts it back if you in look at last season, uh, I, I said this the other week as well. Um, last season and the season before, Klopp's team tend to kick on after January. Pep's team tend to drop off. Now, I'm not saying that's a a drop-off where they're going to lose five or six. But it's generally a drop-off on their current form. So they should be dropping more points post-January. Uh, and we generally pick them up. So if that's anything to go by, we've just won the league. Yeah, no, there's a point made there that when if City do lose to a club outside the top six, that will probably be a psychological boost to the rugby I think. Yeah, that's what I meant. Fair. But that's it still puts a little bit of doubt in their minds. Any loss puts a doubt in their mind. They're not invincible. Mm. They're not Liverpool. No, they're not invincible, and, and I've, I've been saying it for a little while. You know that they're as good as they were last season. Um, I don't know how much better they are. Uh, I think teams are genuinely just afraid of them. But we're better. We're better than we were last season, and we're making up that gap. And we're right there with them. So I don't think there's any. I don't think there's anything to fear. That, that's just my opinion. Um, you know, people are pointing. You know, but City have done this last season. City haven't done this. City haven't done this where they've been. Going into January before we right up the right up that backside. I think, I, I, Gav, I don't think there's anything to fear, and I, and I think that's the way most Liverpool fans should think at this stage. I think there will be some form of fear coming to sort of February, March, if we're still on the cult, sort of coattails. Do you know what I mean? That's because, and that's because <laughs> of our recent coattails. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know no, you're. <laughs> right. I've just got your question in life. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so come February, March, because of our recent. Uh, dramas, you know, 13, 14 and sort of the Rafa season where, you know, we nearly, you know, we're favourites and then we near, and we end up losing it. So that's where the fear will come, sort of. But again, it's the, it's the clock factor should and will, I firmly believe, help us in that period because he's, he's not accustomed to sort of us having fuck ups like that. So he hasn't gone through that, what, you know, the others have. So I think, you know, he should push us through there. So at the moment, we really should enjoy it and sort of just keep enjoying every week, smashing these teams or boring the tits of them. Who gives a fuck? 1-0, 3-0, 2-0. As long as we keep winning, it will add pressure to City. But for us, it shouldn't be pressure at all. Yeah. No, it's just, you know, the biggest thing for me with that result between Chelsea and City was it just shows that you know, people have said, oh, you're still behind them and you're still behind them and, and they'll pull away and you won't keep it up and stuff like that. And they're the force from the break. Let's be honest, they've been the force from the break. Um, so, you know, as much as 
City would have taken a big boost from going, say, to Chelsea yesterday and winning and, and saying, oh, look, look, we're still the main men, we can take a boost from them losing. You know, that fair is fair. Um, there's, there's a question in, there's a question in there, lads, and it's, um, it's, it's in regards to the Champions League and the Premier League. The question goes that would you sacrifice the Champions League for the Premier League? It, it's not even a question in my mind. You know, I, I'm fucking Champions League down for all I care. I, I'm genuine with that. I, you know, we play Napoli on Tuesday, and don't get me wrong, I'm up for the game, and I, and I fancy us to go and beat them. But the only downside to, to not qualifying on, on Tuesday night is not that we can't win the Champions League, it's that we, we end up in the Europa League. And that's yeah. the only downfall for me, you know. Um, Listen, if it, is it, you, you're thinking of it black and white there. If it's black and white, cha- um, we win the Premier League, the Champions League, yeah, everyone says, yeah, of course. If it's a grey area, if we go out the Champions League um, and we get a slightly better chance of winning the Premiership, do you do it? Um, that's the question, I think. Well, you see, I've tried to look at this. That's not the question. Yeah, the question. question. Well, well, well I try, the way I've tried to look at this, the question, Kev. The way I've tried question. to look at this, Matt, is if we if we go through in the Champions League on Tuesday, alright, I think we're fine. I think we just go on as we go on. We're used to what we're doing. Three games a week. We're, we're used to this. If we get to February, March, and it's a case of look, there's a few bodies down here, and what are we going to do? I I drop the Champions League like a stone, absolutely. I'd I'd like to fuck the FA Cup off. Straight away, third round. Uh, that's that's me. Play the kids. Play Studge. Play Rigi. Play play anyone who's not who's not going to start rotating. Play them in the in the FA Cup. Emery. Emery. Uh, Marty. Marty. I'll come to you, Marty, because he, he, he makes he makes seven changes against Burnley, right? He makes um, I, I can't. I think it's five. It's a five or six he makes yesterday, and he's trying his best to rotate this team. I think he's trying to get through the United game. That's my opinion because he goes back down to he has five days to uh, Wolves there I think and then of course you have the Christmas stuff that goes on I think you've three days three games between uh, Boxing Day and up to the tour of January but has he impressed you Marty with the way he's rotated here and shown trust in players and you know kind of looking forward to Napoli and United what can you see him doing can you see him rotating again or can you see him he has a team pick for these two games and he's going to go for it uh, I I don't think there'll be too much rotation. You think, what do we play Saturday lunchtime? Then we play Tuesday night and then Sunday. That's enough. That would be enough to pay a, a consistent enough eleven with maybe one or two changes. I don't think you'll see, you know, the wholesale changes that we did see. I mean, I I stupidly put a tweet up <laughs> midweek and said um, seven changes suicidal, and he mugged me off. So not I again, Marty. Not again. Never question him ever again. Sick. Um, but no, I mean, <laughs> you did. I mean, my, my arse did fall out a little bit. When you see a team change that much, um, you know, you do worry a little bit about how they'll gel, you know, how they'll perform. But, you know, it, it's just Liverpool this season are a completely different animal to anything we've seen. Um, and that comes with the rotation, the strongest 11, the fringe players. You know, the argument's always been with Liverpool. Their, their first 11 is, you know, as best you know, that there is. But the second string players and the, the, the depth in quality is... is quite vast and I, I don't think that's there anymore I think you look at the midfield options you know even the defence you know the attack you know we've got so much quality in depth now it's just not even a thing and like I said I know I was a little bit worried and now you know he made me look stupid so he has impressed me I think he's he's really kind of showing how good of a manager he really is and I don't just mean tactically I mean keeping all these players happy getting the best out of every single player in the squad not just the eleven. Um, and I think he'll, yeah, he'll have his team for Tuesday. He'll have, I reckon it'll be pretty similar to the one Sunday. And then I think we'll win both. Yeah, that's the kind of confidence we've got as fans in the team. I think we win both, and I think we do it comfortably. Okay. Just um, I suppose like we, we want to look at, at Tuesday and probably United, but just looking like we have we have Napoli on Tuesday, we've United on Sunday, and then we're away to Wolves. I think we're home to Newcastle, home to Arsenal, um, and then it's City away. Um, Chris, looking at them games, firstly, what do you see happening? On, I just want a prediction for you for Tuesday. Just, do we go through or do we go out? Um, what would you like to see in those couple of games up to the City game? What would you like to see us do? Results-wise. Oh, wins in it, Gav. Yeah, I know. Can you see us Can you see us getting through all these games? That I'm talking about? Tricky, tricky. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, do you know, do you know 
it's mad because everyone was saying our fixtures are going to get easier sort of after after that international break. Do you remember we were saying our oh, our easiers are much uh, our fixtures are much easier now? Well, then suddenly we're coming oh, we've off. Just won them all. Well, exactly. We've made them look easy, but I mean, coming up, looking forward, and Napoli is going to be a very tricky game, Gav. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a pessimist, but you know. Is a, you know, is considering if they score, we have to win by two clear goals. Mm. And they're a very attacking team. They're not the type that will sit back. So that would mean most fans will sort of take from that, that, oh, it's going to be an open game and we're brilliant against open teams. Well, so are they. Mm. You know, uh, they're managed by probably one of the all-time greats in Carlo Ancelotti, who's got mm. a decent record against us, you know, even when he was at Chelsea. Um, you know, he knows how to play us, so to speak. So that's going to be a tricky game. I'm, 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 as I'm like you, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going actually myself. So, you know, I wouldn't be going if I think we're going to lose. So, uh, you know, I'm positive, but sort of, you know, really mm-hmm. the day. I think, I think, I think our best result, I think our best chance of beating them is 1-0. I do. I think we'll struggle to beat them by two clear goals if they score a goal. It's going to be a real tense night at Anfield where, you know, we're going to sort of need that magical crowd again, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Mick, who reckons that uh, Klopp goes balls out on Tuesday and puts everything on it and sees what happens? Um, because I think, and he might have a point, if, if you can go and, and win that on Tuesday night, whether it's 1-0 or 2-0 or 3-1 or whatever it needs to be. Oh, you go through and the, and the, and the confidence <laughs> is yeah, yeah, oozing and, into United. I think, I think United game takes care of itself. Matt, pick me a game for Tuesday night. <clears throat> oh, fucking hell. Come on. Uh, um, <laughs> all right, Allison, Robertson, VVD, Matip, Trent, Fabino, <laughs> Hendo, Kaita, Shaq. Uh, how's Manny doing? He's back. He's, he's doing all right. I just spoke to him about 10 minutes. 10 minutes before the pod, I just spoke to him. He's all right. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Great point. Marty, I'll give you a goal. One, two, three, three. I'm not asking Chris to pick a team because he named the fucking squad. Uh, I reckon <laughs> Allison, Trent, Matip, Van Dyke, Robertson, Hendo, Genie, Keita, and then the front three. Who's holding? Yeah. Hendo. Uh, Hendo and Genie. <clears throat> Two holding. That's what I think he'll pick. I play Fabinho personally, but that's what I think he'll get with. Yeah, but we were sp- we were speaking before the part and Matt was saying, does he play? Does he play? Ma, he's been checking his DMs, does boy. He play, um, does he play Fabinho against United? We do. And it's a fair point. United will probably pack a midfield on on Sunday, and they go with two holding midfielders. When that plays, it's a fair point. I think it's a hard choice to pick for Tuesday. Um, for me, it'll be. The back four is all say Trent, Robertson, Van Dijk, Matip. I think he does go for Bino. I think he goes Ronaldo and I think he goes Kate. And I think Shakiri doesn't play. I think he plays the front three. Um, I think he goes with that. Uh, I think that the players in form and it leaves them enough wiggle room against United for the likes of a Henderson to come in or a Shakiri to come in or any of the storage to come in. Um, Milner is also there. Like, there's plenty of options. It's just what he thinks can get the result and I think oh yeah I, 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 I think that might be the team um, shall, I name the, shall I name the team Gav? no please don't um, so that's looking through you know, just, just looking through just tr- looking through the month the rest of December because people are asking what do you think what we might do and how we might do um, you have United at home you have who else Wolves away Arsenal at home no, sorry, Wolves away, Newcastle home, Arsenal home, I think. That's the next four league games. Matt, give me points. How many points? From four league games? Mm. Ten. Ten. Marty? Twelve. Marty, probably... He's changed, hasn't he? I know, he's changed in this. Of course, he's... He's not fixed. He'll be on Twitter saying... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Four. What's the teams we're playing? I'm, I'm sorry. Twice. Sorry. 
um, you have uh, United at home, Wolves at one point three four, uh, Arsenal at home. seven, Newcastle at home, ten, ten. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the I'm on the side of ten as well. But Marty's right, and he very rarely is. But if he's right, he's fine. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, well, I'll, I'll gone. Mane's gone in the summer. Down. Exclusive. Mane's gone. Did we touch on Salah looking at the bench? No, <laughs> no, Matt. Salah's going Salah to Madrid. Like the bench. Yeah. He's going Madrid. He's going to Madrid. Okay. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Listen, um, that's about us. We've done fifty odd minutes. Play that flu. Yeah, it went went quick, didn't it? It went quick. Um, Didn't get a chance no context today. Well, I have a question here for you saying, does any, do you think that um, we will do anything? I'll give this one to you, Greg, because you like it. Do you think we'll do anything in January considering we're, um, we're, we're the main people for the title in England this season? Greg, tell him what you told me off air about the care. Go on, go on, tell him. Um, I've said it and I'll stick to it. Look, it would... It's a it's a very generic answer, but it's, it is what it is. It depends where we are in, in terms of injuries, in terms of situations. Sort of, if we pick up any major injuries to our forwards, I think at the moment he thinks we've got enough, especially with the form of Shaq and Cater. And as long as the front three straight stay um, sort of fit, if Sturridge doesn't get a lifetime ban, you know, Origi coming back into form slightly may may stay until the summer. I think Solanke will be. Off. So look, I, I, fucking ITK shit out there covering all your bases no, I'm just not, in man. case I'm something just, happens. Just, no, I don't. I don't. I, okay, all right, here we all go. right. So I'll go okay, balls okay. out. We sign someone. Okay, okay. Here we go. Look, I we, think we, we sign an attacker. Uh, well, there you go. I've said that anyway. I think there's one. <laughs> you haven't said that. You didn't <laughs> say that at all. <laughs> I've said that as well. I love that. Yeah, and not, that. Yeah. But uh, no, okay. look, Drop look, look. Um. I think we bring one in. If not, we're definitely. <laughs> Imagine we were professional, Matt. You're shit house. Imagine we were professional. Fuck's sake. Can't keep a straight face, you. Uh, but I think we, we try to sort out a couple of deals for summer, definitely, like pre contract wise in January. How's that for ITK? Mm. Okay, well, look, we leave it there. Um, that answer did come to fruition at the end. Um, <laughs> it's, it's another ball to. Uh, and, uh, we'll be with us next week uh, the lads are on live after the Napoli game on Tuesday night the cop table will be back um, Friday morning I think with the United preview and we'll be back again next Sunday that's been the Fatback for Jordan Henderson's Liverpool this week. some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside and some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package, but that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.